You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Doctrine and Duty, and this is part five of a five-part series Advent series on Christmas hymns, Advent hymns, Christmas carols. So we're going to jump right in, and uh, one of our pastors here, Pastor Sean, told me recently that he absolutely loved this hymn. He may or may not have said, but I think he said, that this was his favorite hymn, or at least one of his favorite hymns. Now, Pastor Sean, like myself, is a lover of Christmas and a lover of all things Christmas. Uh, all those things that we have from the Word of God about the birth of Christ, and even all of those things that we enjoy socially and secularly about Christmas, we absolutely love. So without any further ado, let me tell you that since this will be my last uh, podcast of the year, let me tell you how much I love you and I appreciate you. And I'm so thankful for your uh, support, your listening support uh, for this podcast ministry, Doctrine and Duty. And um, yeah, so I'll see you again next year, 2022, after this one, okay? So here's the song. You ready? Drum roll. Here we go. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Charles Wesley, who lived in oof, the 1700s, quite a few years ago, he wrote between 6,000 and 6,500 hymns. Wow, what else did he do in his lifetime? How did he have time for anything else? This great uh, Methodist preacher and evangelist wrote many hymns, many hymns, many theologically rich hymns. And that is one thing I will say to you about this hymn. This, this hymn is beautiful, but this hymn is rich. It is replete with tons of great biblical doctrine and biblical theology. Uh, it is said that he was 32 year old, 32 years old when he wrote this Christmas hymn. By the way, when he wrote, it was a very dark time for Christmas hymns uh, in that uh, basically there was a great assault against Christmas because Christmas kind of began with, uh, you know, not not really a focus on Jesus. It kind of began with a, a, a secular type of holiday. Uh, it got converted uh, to a good holiday. But uh, it was kind of being stamped out during this time, and so not many hymns, Christmas hymns, were written during this time. But Wesley got one off, and so thankful for him. Thankful for uh, Mendelssohn doing the melody, the tune, and for George Whitfield for adjusting some of the words for us uh, hundreds of years ago. So, uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, when you go to the Christmas story according to Luke, and that is Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, uh, you read chapter 2, and you see Hark the Herald Angels Sing all, all around. And of course, uh, the Bible says in verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So why don't we uh, take a moment now, and now that we've you know looked just briefly at a little bit of the background, why don't we look now at... These three verses, by the way, unlike most hymns, uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing only has three verses, and all are sung. So there's not a forgotten verse or two or three like with the first Noel or like most other hymns. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Attention! 
The angels are heralding something. And what are they heralding? None other than what the Scripture says. The Scripture says, glory to God in the highest. And the verse says, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Well, they literally interpret verse 14. By the way, verse 14 is is very difficult to translate. And depending on the version that you look at, King James, New International, ESV, they're all going to sound differently. Uh, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men is what I'm used to. That's King James, New King James. But that has a tone to almost sing like, well, hey, y'all, it's Christmas. And um, because it's Christmas, everyone has peace with God or there's peace for everyone. But we know that's not so. Only the saved have peace with God. So um, ESV says, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Well, he is pleased with those who accept him and who believe in him, those who are saved. So God's peace is reserved for God's people. And I really think that Charles Wesley got that right. He says, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Well, that's where we get peace from. Peace is the absence of hostility between God and men. And there is one who took care of that on our behalf, and his name is Jesus. So, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. And then next he says, joyful all ye nations rise. So there's this universal invitation to worship. Join the triumph of the skies. So what is the triumph of the skies? The triumph of the skies is that a multitude of the heavenly hosts was praising God. I believe all of the heavenly hosts descended and were praising God. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. So we join with them in saying that Jesus the Christ was born in Bethlehem. Verse 2, Christ by highest heaven adored. I mean, remember the name is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. So you know that the whole focus of this hymn is going to be about the angels praising God. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. So Christ is anointed. It is Messiah. But then also it says Christ the everlasting Lord. By the way, when you get to Luke's gospel and and you read what it says, it says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Those three designations are found together in one verse, nowhere else in the Bible. Nowhere else in the Bible other than Luke's gospel, chapter 2, in verse number 11, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. He is, he is Christ. He is the Messiah, the Anointed One. And then He is also Lord. He is our ruler, our boss, our master, our King. So Christ, the everlasting Lord, late in time, behold Him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. There we have the doctrine of the uh, virginal conception and virginal birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. There we see a reference to the Holy Trinity. Hail the incarnate deity. Just in case you might be mistaken, or just in case you didn't understand, even though Christ is born of a virgin, even though He's born as a baby in a, in a manger, wrapped in swaddling cloths, He is incarnate deity. The word incarnate means enfleshment. So He is God come in human flesh. The rest of verse 2 says, Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. What amazing theology. He just keeps on. Jesus our Emmanuel. He is God with us. Pleased as a man with men to dwell. Jesus was willing to lay aside his glorious deity as the one and only Son of God and descend into the womb of a woman and be born of a virgin and live amongst men robed in human flesh. Wow, wow, and more wow. Verse 3, 
Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Praise him. So now he is the Prince of Peace, going back to the book of Isaiah, reminding us that he is uh, the Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. When the day spring from on high, the Son of Righteousness, according to Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Think about it. When you get saved, the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ comes to live within you. And then life, you have now you have a new life, you have spiritual life, you have eternal life. I would say even a new physical life as well. Light and life to all he brings, all who trust in him. Risen with healing in his wings. We understand that he is the healing one. Mild he lays his glory by. I mentioned that earlier. He is he has chosen to to veil his deity. Born that man no more may die. Think about it, folks. Once you get saved, when you take your last breath on this earth, you enter into the presence of God. So born, his birth, means that those who trust in him do not experience a death that others experience. Born to raise the sons of earth, there is the picture of the resurrection. Born to give them second birth. Uh, you must be born again, is the word that um, Nicodemus was given by the Lord Jesus Christ. Born to give them second birth. Okay, so <clears throat> this this song, this hymn, okay, Pastor Sean, shout out to you. I, I'm almost there with you, man. This might be my favorite new hymn. Wow, so rich in theology, and it's all correct theology, by the way. So thank you, Mr. Charles Wesley. And for a couple of word changes, Mr. George Whitfield, um, because many of us would not know what Welkin uh, was even if someone translated the vault of heaven, we would not have understood that. So thank you for those changed words. Hark, the herald angels sing. So <clears throat> we've talked a lot about doctrine. What about duty? Um, as a result of this Advent hymn and the other Advent hymns, what, what is the duty? Or what are the duties of believers? Wow. I think just looking at this, at this one hymn, and, and really all of them, but there's just this great calling invitation to worship. If we have really been redeemed, then we should be very quick to worship. And then also submission. As we think of Christ being our Creator and our Savior and our Lord, it stands to reason that our lives should be lived in submission to His will, not my will, but Thy will be done. Another um, I guess it, it's a duty, it's, it's doctrine as well, but just just peace. Live in peace. Be peacekeepers. Be peacemakers. Peace promoters. I mean, we've been reconciled to a holy God. Sinful man can approach holy God because of Jesus. That is peace. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding, authored by the God of peace. So we should extend peace to others. and We should joy in the peace that the Lord gives. And that brings me to my fourth and final uh, duty from our doctrine, and that is joy. As we sing, joy to the world, joy, unspeakable joy. Oh, beloved, we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be happy in Jesus about. Let joy transcend your circumstances and situations. And this Christmas, choose to live for joy. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Hey, listen, I love you. Hope to see you in church. Check us out online at abch.org. Check us out on... Like us on our Facebook, Alexander Baptist Church, YouTube, Alexander Baptist Church. 
Join us in person, um, 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23321. We'd love to see you. Love you guys. And uh, one final time, let me tell you, Merry Christmas. Take care. See you next year. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.